So, welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Porritz from Ingenuity Coaching, and this is my first podcast since June 2016 when I interviewed Kerry, Kelly Carroll, the singing Hillary Clinton. You can visit my website at myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach Andrew. If you are listening live and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. You will be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if, and if you press the number one, I'll know you have a question. So tonight, my guest is Maxine Albright, the author of Relationships in a Nutshell, a book for guys. Maxine's from England and grew up in Denmark. The mother of four boys, she wrote this book because she wants to teach boys the importance of sexual education. You can learn about Maxine in this book at http, well, I'm just going to forget that, n-a-nutshell.me. Okay, so n-a-nutshell.me. And there are several other links that are on the show page. Uh, Maxine, are you with me? I am indeed, Andrew. Okay, great. Thank you for uh, putting up with uh, all these technical challenges. And, well, thank uh, you for having we're me. We're going to take it from there. My, my pleasure. So now, where are you right now in the world? I am in Venice, in L.A., Okay, in L.A. Okay, yes. great. I'm here promoting you brought, my book. Uh-huh. And you and brought a nice accent with you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. This is my uh, my first show of uh, 2017, and it's been a, been, a, yeah. been a long while since I've done a show. Um, a lot of people don't know this because I don't really publicize this, but I had some major surgery last year and then just put this all on the on the back burner for a while. So here we are. Getting the rust off, the rustoleum I needed to uh, to get back. And uh, well, glad so thank you're you back. for being my first guest. Thank you very much. So, um, so the interesting thing uh, that I discovered about your book is that it is a very quick read. Um, I was able to read read it uh, in a single, uh, really in a single sitting, other than the first um, chapter that I had read uh, a couple of weeks ago. And um, I would say that the average person could probably read this in in in, in you know one or two days if they sit down and and just read it. Um, so this is a you know not a not a book that will uh, challenge somebody who has uh, time challenges. So that's no, kind of a good. Thing. Uh, that was yeah, that was the kind of point behind this book uh, because I think there's. There isn't really that much information for guys. Most of the uh, books, self-help books, are, are targeted at females, at women that buy these sort of books. And my understanding is that boys, they're the ones that are supposed to lead the way, take the first steps, invite out, and all this sort of stuff. And they really need the tools and the information to be able to do that successfully. Um, so, and I thought this book, it doesn't need to go down into too much nitty gritty and into too much detail. I thought it's much better to give it straight to the point because boys, they just want to know, they just want the facts. They don't want to know too much about it and why it's this way or why it's that way. They just want to know how to do it or, mm. or what to do. Um, so that's why I've kind of brought it down, you know, so it's easy. Re it's very easy reading. And like you say, I mean, you can actually read the book in a, probably in a couple of hours, can't you? If you if you just 
if you're sitting on an aeroplane or you know lying in bed or what have you it's it's very easy to read um i mean i'm not saying that you'd want to read it all in one go but it would probably right. take about a couple of hours to read it if you sat non-stop reading that that's it which is what it, which it? is what so, i did actually yeah. And of course, yeah. I'm also doing, you know, I'm doing homework, you know, for for the show. So I really wanted to to uh, see if I can get through that and then and then be prepared for you. But um, <laughs> I've had other other books that I've had uh, to take a, a quite a bit of time to get through before I could uh, get to the to the to the person who wrote it. Yeah, and I guess I guess if if it's a, a big book, it will take quite a while, and then. I mean, this book is like, like you say, it's easy, and I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. have some questions for me regarding the book. Um, oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Well, you know, we want to really start with. Uh, I mean, you said that you, you know, you you want to teach boys the importance of sexual education, but I really want to get behind what made you put this book together in the first place. What's the impetus for writing it, and uh, and certainly where is um, where, you know, what is it that makes you the person to write about this? Well, um, the reason behind it is, again, like I said, that there's not a lot of material out there for guys. And it's very difficult, I think, for parents uh, to have that um, sex relationship talk with their children in general. So it's maybe easy to speak about the birds and the bees and explain how you how you get a girl pregnant and what to be aware of and to use a condom and to be safe and what have you. But uh, to actually go into the understanding of how girls work or what girls need or want um, is much more tricky. I mean, I, I have four boys and they're fantastic boys. Um, but actually sitting down trying to explain, and I'm very straightforward, open, and, you know, I, I talk to anybody about anything, but to, to actually sit and speak to my boys and explain to them about um, sexual things that I think are quite important that boys know, it's it's not the kind of conversation, and, and I mean, my boys would cringe. I mean, they probably wouldn't even want to listen to this show if if I talk too much about sex because that's the kind of relationship we have with our with our parents we we can't imagine that our parents have sex but we don't want to even think about that really do we definitely not um, <laughs> definitely but, not but, but on the other hand sex is so important in a relationship not just the sex but the sexual uh, everything about it you know because sex brings uh, affection and if you've got a good sexual relationship with somebody caressing them or holding them or wanting to go over and squeeze them or give them a kiss is actually not that difficult um, and and that's why I think it's very important for, for young guys to understand this and to have a comprehension of what is expected of them by girls um, so so that was the reason behind it and your second question was why I'm the one why you think why I decided to write this book or why I why I would be the a good person to write it this book I feel yes. because I have I have a lot of understanding about it I mean I'm 52 and I've been sexually active for about 41 years I've had um, wow 
Various, yeah, I've had various relationships. I had a, quite a traumatic childhood and, you know, I could go through a list of, you know, I've been um, pregnant as a teenager. I was a, um, a teenage mother. Um, I was having sex at a very young age. I didn't understand even what was going on when I was having sex at a very, very young age because I was looking for love, but the guys... Uh, they they weren't they were they had loads of hormones going around and they they weren't thinking about love so it's again it's very important for me that i i give that information out there for example i put in there in in my book i write in my book that it's very important to listen to the girl and not push too too far not to force somebody to do something they don't want to do and listen Listen to body language. Listen to what she says. Because by forcing somebody or um, pushing them too hard, you don't get a good result out of that. It's much better if you have some a willing partner, somebody that really wants to do this together with you. It's much more enjoyable. Of course. Well, now, so your ideal audience for this um, is who? Who who are the people you're really looking to reach? I'm looking to reach guys from about the age of 15, 16 and up, I would say. But I also have girls that have read the book because girls could read this book and they can actually relate to it. So they can say, wow, is this really, is, is, is this the feeling all girls have? Is this what all girls want? Because we all, you know, if... I'm going to be a, be a bit explicit here, but um, all women want to have an orgasm. Not all women can. Our bodies are made to have an orgasm, but not all of us can either because we have blocks, because we have a lover that is is not good enough or not able to achieve that with us. Um, but in saying that, um, women... What is most important for women is, I think, is not just the orgasm. It is the closeness that we have, the closeness that you have with your partner during sex and during those times. And um, and I wanted to get that message out to, to, to young boys that these things are just as important as having sex because when, when a woman uh, climaxes or has an orgasm... Um, it's 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 important it's really important that um that the guy uh understands and and can understand that understand her body understand what what goes on and girls need to understand this so by girls reading this book they actually can relate to some things and say wow other girls feel this way so so i think mainly boys but girls mm. too and 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 older guys. I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you, Andrew, do you think you've you learned anything from reading the book? Well, you know, there's uh, there's definitely some things. Uh, uh, you know, I think you get to be you get to be my age, and I'm you know I'm older than mm-hmm. you are. I won't say how much, uh, but um, mm-hmm. eventually, I think you learn something. I would hope. Um, and still, I mean, you, you know, one of the things that's in your book is that um, you have uh, you break down some very specific areas of the how-tos around things, uh, including uh, sex, including uh, female body parts, 
Um, and and even uh, some of the basics of I, I want to say picking somebody up, you know, meeting somebody, you know, yeah. from the how to meet, um, which is I think especially when you're younger is very challenging. Um, it can be very challenging for some people Definitely. who don't have that yeah. skill naturally, or just uh, just they're, they're, they don't they just never knew how. I mean, there are a whole there are, there are these things. By the way, I don't know if you're familiar with the PUA, the Pickup Artist uh, Community. There's actually such a thing. There are people who train men in how to pick up women. Now, it's mostly, um, you know, not maybe in the nicest sort of way. I mean, they all have picking up women. They're not necessarily looking for relationships, but still, it's a it, it it's helped uh, uh, people who have not had any skill in in uh, publicly meeting people and giving them certain certain skills. So you have that in your book, not to that extent, but you have some basics of of how to be around women yeah. in, in a group, for yeah. example. And you had some, yeah. uh, you know, some very specific things on how to, uh, you know, please a woman, for example, or uh, you know, how to you know, even saying ask her what she wants if you don't know, if it's not not obvious. So there's a lot of great information in there I found that I think somebody who has, in particular, who has never learned these things or doesn't know that, there's also there's a, one of my favorite sayings is you don't know what you don't know. And, that's right, um, that's right. Yeah, which is, yeah, a lot of people think they know things and then they find out there's all this other stuff they didn't know. They didn't know that they didn't know. And so having that open mind to it. So I think uh, somebody who might have lots of experience uh, by a certain age still has plenty to learn because they don't know that they don't know these things. They might not have ever had a clue that, that their woman felt this way. Um, you, and certainly when you go into some of the differences, Maxine, between yeah. men and women, which I think is it's great to hear this from a woman because I've had um, – you know, I I was very involved in something called the, the Sterling, um, where I you know we took uh, you know a, a weekend, uh, transformational weekend, and a lot of it was about the the differences, understanding the differences between men and women. A lot of a lot of people don't want to hear that. They don't want to think there are differences between men and women. And you are one of the brave souls who are saying, yeah, we're, we're hardwired differently. And it's true. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that that we're not different because, of course, we're different. I mean, women are, you know, we're nurtures. We want to build that nest, and 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 men are providers, hunters. They do want to to look after you, and and women want to be looked after. Even independent women, I'm very independent person. I look after myself. I I can look after, you know, I, I work. I can make my own money. I can do things, but I still need a man. I'm still, I still want somebody to love me and strong shoulders for me to lean on and look after me and make me feel like I'm being looked after. Look after each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to your, back to your, uh, your point about the book with with the differences. It's crazy for for people to not think that there's that difference, but it, it's. What this does is, I think, is one thing I wanted to say, which I think is very important, and that is dads, fathers out there can make such a difference uh, how their sons develop, what kind of relationship their sons have with females, in the way they approach their wife, the mother of the child, 
and the way they deal with it. Because what I hear, and this is something I hear quite a lot, Andrew, is that many times men have quite a negative um, uh, way of approaching things. So it could be, let's say, um, a wife for the third time this year, she wants to really shuffle the, the, the furniture. She's not happy with it, so she wants to move it around again. And she's got her teenage son and, and husband moving things around for her. And, you know, it could be that the, the father says to the son or he lifts his eyebrows and says, look, son, you just got to put up with this sort of stuff because this is what women are like. You know, that's a negative spin on something that's actually not that that negative because we women are the ones that are the practical ones we want the home to be cozy um it's got you know things have got to be uh, in the way that kind of we want it men don't really they don't really care about stuff like that they're not bothered but if that father that husband was to say to his son look son you know we're doing this for mum because this makes mum happy and the best thing we can do is you know we're not bothered about it but she is and if it means so much to her let's do it let's have a fun day doing it together and let's get the best out of it there's a pet positive spin there and that boy that son he will remember those sort of things and when it comes to his wife or girlfriend that wants to do something that's a bit annoying or a bit irritating he might be a little bit more patient because he's learned from his father to be a bit patient and mm -hmm. a bit understanding towards females because we are wired differently. And of course, if you if you if you don't have that, if you didn't get that from your, you say your father, you might have a completely different way about you that might not be so good. Exactly, and so it's so it's it's really up to us parents. To, but and and again, Andrew, we all come from different walks of life. We've experienced different things. We've been conditioned by our parents that have been conditioned by their parents. We're being conditioned by our teachers. We're being, you know, we're being influenced by our uh, school friends, our peers, our, you know, the people we hang out with. We're, we're being influenced by so many different things, and it can always go one way or the other. The thing I see, and this is also very interesting to see, is that many boys that have sisters in their lives seem to be much more understanding about girls because they experience those difficult times when girls mm. are crying without a reason or have hysterical fits or, you know, have periods and there's a bit of maybe, you know... Um, hormones and what have you they understand it they understand girls better and 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 in that way i can see how important it is at a young age they begin to understand those differences and accept them and schools schools i have to say doesn't matter whether it's in america england denmark wherever they are not good at giving uh, sexual education because it shouldn't just be about sex it should be sex and relationship education because it's, mm. it's just so important i mean we want we want to stop these divorces we want to we want to keep people together now whether we should we are made to do that that's a completely different question but we are where <laughs> yeah. we are and we've got to, we're dealing what with what we've got to deal with and this is how the, our society is built up and has been for many years um so we you know we've got to make the best of what we've got uh 
That's my belief. Uh, I wanted to, you know, you 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 sort of um, paved the way for me to ask this because you're talking about the different, whether it's, you know, America or England or Denmark, but or or wherever. But I'd like to talk about uh, the differences uh, for people who grow up in these different environments. In particular, you, and your family, your 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 boys, uh, did they grow up in Denmark? Yeah, yeah, they're growing up in Denmark. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, you know, Denmark is certainly a place where you, when you think of, for example, sexual freedom, compared to America. I mean, you hear about, you know, the kinds of, uh, you know, the, the they had the sitting, you know, the the sex change, um, uh, you know, surgeries that uh, I think were 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 perfected there, and um, there's there's so and it's porn, a, porn. Porn, porn was, was, was legalized there many years ago, even when it was illegal still in America and in England and all those places. Yeah. Um, and and you'll you'll I mean, if you go to the beach, you'll see nakedness. There's mm-hmm. a great possibility you'll see nakedness and a huge possibility you'll see toplessness. Um, you know, it's very, um, it's much more casual. I mean, I think sometimes it's a bit too much. So there could be uh, radio, talk shows, television programs where they use the F word on there. They use it very casually. And mm-hmm. again, maybe because English is not their first language and the F word, they don't understand it as such a bad word because... Uh, you know, it's so easy for them to use on the telly. So, well, you know, I bad word Denmark, is just a decision that we make about something. It's not really. I don't even know if there's well, such a thing, but it's, it's it's an agreement. Yeah, and and we don't really want young children of ten or twelve hearing those sort of words on telly. I mean, I don't want to. I wouldn't want to hear my children or grandchildren hearing those words at such a young age. I wouldn't want them starting to use those words. And if they hear them on telly hear them with, from parents they're going to be they're, they're going to be using those words aren't they because it will just become natural i don't believe that they're bad bad words because i believe in certain in certain sentences they're actually very it's a very strong word and and even in a positive way it can make that sentence a really great sentence with the with the with the f word sure. in it so so don't get me wrong, but what I mean is is what children are exposed to. So sometimes I think maybe Denmark children are exposed to a bit too much, a bit too young. That's, well, that's really kind of kind of going past the point I'm trying to to get at, or what I'm trying to ask you about is is how do you think um, having more you know op- as you might say more open mores in in a society might make for a difference between how uh, you know how a man is growing up in Denmark versus a man growing up in the United States or or or, or in a much stricter environment say like Ireland or you know, I'm not even going to get into some of the uh, you know the Arab kind of states but let's say the uh, people of the same uh, kind of ideology um where would you see a difference for how how boys grow grow up and 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 blossom into into people who would be then having sexual relationships and relationships per se. Are you following what I'm asking? No, not really, Andrew. Sorry. Okay, that's all right. So I'm, I'm. I, it seems to me that there are big differences between how one might grow up in a in a country 
or in an environment where where it's much more much freer sexually as Denmark for example is known to be mm-hmm. um, and, and you take a, a in the United States it's not one thing you could grow up in the deep south and have one way of 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 experiencing the world you can grow up in the you know, near a nude beach in California, and have a different <laughs> feeling, yeah. et cetera. But yeah. um, but as a you know, by and large, difference of uh, between you know uh, areas of growing up. Well, do you think that that makes a huge difference? The men. Well, well. In terms I mean, of how I, it affects I, this particular issue that we're talking about. Um. It's really difficult for me to say that, but one thing I can say is that it, it's not just about the men, it's about the culture, it's about the females. So, for example, mm-hmm. in Denmark, women are very strong in Denmark. They're very strong in the way that they're very independent. Um, when they when they work or educate themselves, um, even though they find a partner, even though they have children, they go back straight back to work after their maternity leave. There's a good system there that's good nurseries, kindergartens. So, you know, um, I tend to feel that uh, in Denmark, people are more, uh, it's more of a, uh, a partnership. Whereas here and in the UK, though I will say it's improving, um, women are kind of forced to stay at home with their children. Many choose to as well, of course. But um, it's not much of a choice unless you earn lots of money and you can afford it. So in Denmark, it takes three years to educate, to be educated, to look after children in a nursery or kindergarten. So when you send your child to a nursery, you know they're getting looked after. So men are are wired or built or or or. or uh, not trained, I'm not going to say trained, but they're brought up, they're mm. raised differently because it's a different mentality and different um, things that, that go again. So here, maybe the kindergartens and nurseries aren't that good. So women tend to stay at home. They're then reliant on their husbands to make money. Many times, I think, the same as UK, uh, the problems start when you have children. There's not enough time for each other. Um, they've suddenly got a child to look after. The mum stays at home maybe, so that means the father, they're losing one income. The father then has to maybe uh, work overtime, get a second job, drive Uber, for example, as a second job, (laughs) whatever. He's then coming home even more tired. She's tired of having the kids all day and wants to have a little bit of a rest, and she maybe wants to plant them in his hands, and the last thing he wants is kids. He just wants to relax. Where's the time for those two to have a good time, to have a, a cuddle, to have a kiss, to have some 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 relaxing adult time? Many times by the time they get the kids to bed, they're shattered and they don't, they don't have time for each other. And this is my worry. And this is why the book is so important. Because if young boys understand it, if young boys can get it right from the beginning and have lots of practice before they actually meet their wonderful uh, partner for life, they've actually got a great understanding of how to be, and maybe they would be able to work out those things and have a good 
relationship, understanding that they need to give each other time. They give have to give time to adult time, if you like. Right. Sure. So, um, so, so I think countries it's very different depending because of the culture. Not so much about just men, but men because of the yeah. work situation. Well, I really was asking you because you you have the uh, sort of a unique perspective, having uh, been coming from one country, growing up in another country, spending mm. time in a place like here, that I think mm. you might see more of the differences than I might see. One thing I have seen here is that I think. Uh, not even just the older guys, I would say generally men are actually quite gentlemanly here. I very much like the American men. Yes, I do. Now, in Denmark, I don't feel that at all. Um, So, you know, I think it's a breath of fresh air um having my having the door open for me and you know women a lot of women maybe don't don't seem to like that but i think they should embrace it because it's about respect it's about showing a woman respect and and i think it's lovely i think it's a, a lovely trait to have so i think definitely something american men should do is keep on be, being gentlemen um yeah I actually I always hear from women that they think the European man generally is much far more you know, chivalrous and gentlemanly and uh, romantic and all these things and and, and I I always wonder is that just a um, something that they've created as you know a romantic idea or is that the truth and then to hear you say that you're finding American men are more romantic. Uh, rather, rather more a, a gentlemanly. Uh, it was a surprise to me. Yeah, no, I, that's that's the way I see it, and 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 believe me, I've been on a lot of dates. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but the, the but going back to some of the fundamental things that are really important in relationships, Andrew. Um, mm-hmm. And something that I really wanted to point out that I think that goes again, it doesn't matter which country you're in, where you're from, what religion you have, doesn't matter. The three ingredients to some to something really great in a relationship is trust, honesty, and communication. Once you, if you love somebody, mm-hmm. and you can trust because they're honest towards you, it's not that difficult to have communication. Because the time when it's difficult to have communication, Andrew, is if you don't have trust or faith in the person you're talking to, because already there, you're not going to maybe be opening up to your true feelings or thoughts about something if you don't trust somebody. So Mm -hmm. all these things kind of go hand in hand. And I think for a good relationship to work out, you need to have that com- communication, and it's it's not going to be there if you don't have the trust. So, so that is the I believe is the fundamental things we need to make a, re- a relationship work. Then you can always discuss things and talk and disagree. Sometimes you need to agree to disagree, don't you? I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot going on since uh, President Trump became president because um, oh my. Yeah, 
And uh, and I mean, I, I just wanted to say now that we're on that subject, um, I've been here for just about a month now, and um, I think actually what's going on is quite terrible for America. And why I think it's terrible is because Donald Trump has been elected president. And every time I open the television or go onto my computer and there's something about Trump, they're trashing him. They're making fun of him. They're mocking him. And it's become a bit of a, a, a war between the media and Trump. And I kind of feel... I mean, I don't, I don't have any. Uh, I'm not for or against him, but what I will mm-hmm. say is that I, th- I think it was really important if everybody got together and accepted that decision and moved forward and stopped this because, you know, everybody's looking, everybody's watching, everybody's waiting, and there's a suddenly there's not it's not United States. It doesn't seem like there's a United States it's anymore. Not very so at the moment. No, the divide is not just shame. between the media and the and the, and the president, no. but no. between the people the, of the country. Um, yeah, yeah, I I, the I read media. an interesting. I mean, we're really we're really like you know diverging, and we could, I don't, I'm going to try not to go down the rabbit hole here, which we easily could. But um, one of the things that that I read about uh, an article in the Times uh, that I read yesterday um, that was pointing out that the 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 kind of the, the the way that people speak with tremendous condescension about people who have a, the differing opinions. For example, if you're a, a liberal and you are trashing anybody who happens to support the Republicans or the conservatives, uh, the that the the condescending tones and statements and actions doesn't do anything to um, persuade anyone. All it does is it gets people more entrenched in a position that maybe they weren't even that entrenched in in the first place. But it's it's like the best way to get anybody to do something is to tell them not to do it. You know, to, to tell them they look, yeah. well, you're ridiculous uh, for thinking this. Well, yeah, I'll show you. I'll, con- I'll, I'll, I'll stick with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 uh, and, and, and uh, in fact, the only reason I might even bring this up now is because in, in some ways it relates to this. Uh, because, you know, when we're, when we're are, 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 uh, looking to uh, master, for example, the art of seduction or the art of, uh, of, uh, of inviting somebody into your life, you, you're doing some you're doing persuasion you are you are enrolling somebody as they they say in uh, I'm a landmark graduate if you know what that is but are you enrolling somebody into who you are into uh into your life the the last thing you want to do is tell them how much their life is wrong how your oh, your yeah. position is just not just wrong but it's evil it's bad it's and it did I mention stupid and did I mention uh, you you're a complete <laughs> imbecile and uh, I know that if somebody were to say those things to me um, on, on the things that I believe in, I would, you know, you just want to double down on them. You're not going to, nobody will ever convince you of anything by telling you you're an idiot. That's right. That's right. And that goes, and you're absolutely right, that's in relationships too. You know, if you start off by mm-hmm. uh, telling somebody that, you know, 
in a in a in a in that sort of tone or in that sort of way, you're never going to achieve what it is you're you started out to achieve, are you? Um, and and I think also it's important to to look at the positive parts. I think it's also very important that when you if you have something negative to say to somebody, it's very important to to have something positive to say as well because. At the end of the day, it can't all be negative. It, there, there must be some positives because otherwise you wouldn't be together to start with. Absolutely. So, so, what, um, so Maxine, one of the things I'd like to really get to uh, is uh, there's, there's, there's a couple of things. One is uh, how, what, how did you research, like what was the kind of research you did to create this book or did you create this from your I mean you had very specific you know sexual uh, details for example so I know that you you know unless you mm-hmm. wrote the diagrams you, you must have done some mm-hmm. research uh, <laughs> and in which case you hey great job on the diagrams NASA that's for that <laughs> well, I actually drew that's what you I call drew that some, thing. I, I, I drew some of the drawings there that, that are in there I did not all of them but some oh. of them I did um, okay. and um of course, well, I'm very sensual person. I'm very, uh, you know, all, I've, I've had four long-term relationships. Uh, one, the first one, I, when I was married to my husband, uh, many, many years ago, he was not a good husband. He was abusive and um, and disloyal. And um, the three other guys have been actually really good guys. Um, I wouldn't say that... And the thing that's worked well for me is that I'm very straight talking and upfront. And if I'm not happy about something, Andrew, I say it. And people respect, even though they don't always like to hear it, they respect that because they know, they know that's it. Whatever I say, that you know, that's it's coming. And it, and I feel that that is so needed in relationships that people dare to be honest you, you know I, I have a friend that says oh I don't like to say that because that might hurt them and I say but listen by not saying it you're hurting them because if they find out later that you actually didn't like it or didn't want it or whatever it was they're going to be even more hurt because they've been doing something that you don't actually like so I've been quite straightforward and you know I've said you know I think men are generally quite selfish um when it comes to to sex and uh sexual things andrew i'm going to be really harsh Mm. here and say that um men are quite selfish and if they uh if they turn that around and in their minds um i actually one of my exes he said to me you know you've made me a better lover and you've made me a better lover because you taught me to um you 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 expressed what you needed for me to satisfy you i listened and i enjoy now so much enjoyed so much satisfying you that mm-hmm. that was even more enjoyable than before. He said, I used to live my life where I wasn't interested in joy, in, uh, in satisfying women. It was about me. It was about me reaching my climax. So he said, you've taken it to another level with me. And, and I thought that's the best compliment I could, I could have had because, uh, you know, and in fairness, we had a very good sexual relationship. Um, of course, that, that wasn't, 
you know, had nothing to do, you know, I'm not together with him anymore, but, but right. that had nothing to do with our relationship. But, but going back to it, it's so important that men realize that there's much more to it than just climaxing. There's so much more pleasure in pleasuring a woman. And there's so many men that don't realize it. And you say, of course, Andrew, because maybe I don't know, you know, about you and I'd have to speak to your ex-lovers. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd get <laughs> amazing, amazing grades and the better than cats, you know, and uh, all kinds of things like that. You, 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 would, you would see him again and again. But um, I, I will. Well, I'll tell you, like, I have a little secret. Like, this is like my big, my big uh, love. Uh, or, you know, it's not just sex, but anything. I like I happen to give the world's greatest foot massage, and I will. I have people who will actually get on the would get on the phone right now and verify that this is in fact the case, and and also just massages generally. But I I, ha, I, ha, I hold what I call a context for how I do it, and and the context is is kind of the thing that holds anything together, whatever you're doing. And if you have a big enough context, the, 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 everything else kind of follows along. And my context for it, and it's the same context in sexual and in intimacy, I have this sort of a mindset. It's called be the other person. And if I am, I'm literally being the other person in my mind. I'm sort of transferring myself into that person's foot, for example. Like yeah, if I were yeah. this foot, what would I like? You know, yeah. if, if it were yeah. my feet, what would I want? And yeah. I and I yeah. give that, and I give it 100%. And, and and what I get back is like, oh my God, that's the greatest I've ever had. It's yeah. I'm not bragging, and, it's, and, but it's just because I'm foot. holding a particular context around what I'm yeah. doing at the time. Yeah, and the foot. I mean, there's a there's a lot of sensuality that could be in in yeah. you know massaging or rubbing feet, and and many times. Um, you know, it doesn't take that much to 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 get a, a woman, a female, into. You know, I I, I want to say something else. Actually, now we're on that that uh, about that. Um, many times I hear things like, "Oh, well, women they don't want to have as much sex as men do. Uh, they, you know, they're too they've got a headache, this and that." And I I say. You know, many women say, oh, I can't be bothered. You know, you want sex all the time or you wanted sex last mm-hmm. night and I couldn't be bothered. And and that, that it makes me feel bad when I hear that because that must be very, it, it can't be a good feeling for a man to be, to, to, to get a no. And you only have to get a certain amount of no's before you really stop trying and it starts going the other way and it's downhill from sure. there. Um, so what I would... If I was speaking, if you know, if there was any women listening now, I guess what I would say to them would be, give the guy a chance. If if you can feel, or if your guy tells you he wants sex, or if he shows you, then then want something back from it. Say, well, you know, um, if if you want to get intimate with me tonight, I fancy a massage because. You know, a 10-minute massage can do so much for a woman. And at the end of the day, if you love your guy and you have got a good relationship, you have got, you know, you do reach climax, you do have an orgasm, he is a good lover when you do have sex, then then go for it because you're going to get in the mood. No one, you know, you can't stand, it's like running from, from zero to 100 in, in in seven seconds. You can do that 
if you start off running hip and right here now, but if you if you're already in the momentum, you're going to be able to get off and start moving that much quicker, aren't you? And it's the same mm-hmm. with with um, feelings and and sex and reaching climax. If you're getting a massage, a ten minute massage where he's touching some very nice places and he's you know and he's doing it right, then that's already going to start stimulating some stuff and make you want him to get closer. I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, but I don't think many women so the, think about that. So um, another thing I really wanted to ask you, is one of the things that occurred to me as I'm reading it, is a lot of this is common, it seems to me, it ought to be common sense. And I'm wondering how much of that is common sense, or the, 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 the material in your book, that you would think, men ought to know and but they just haven't been maybe just haven't heard it uh, this is it i mean it, it is a lot of it is common sense andrew you're absolutely right but again um what is common sense because common sense um it, with one person uh they've learned to do things at home you know it, it, it's a bit like um like you said before, you don't know what you don't know. Um, right. And if nobody, so if nobody has told you, for example, that, uh, for example, that a clitoris is very, very sensitive and it's actually, it has more nerve endings than the penis does. So, and if, you know. By the way, I did not know that. I, no. And, that and fact see, is, that's and, a fact I did not know. No, and you see there, already there, knowing, and now you know that, the next time you get uh, exposed to a clitoris, you're maybe going to be a bit more um, sensitive or, or thoughtful towards that because you know how that feels to on you if somebody's a bit too sure. rough or... The same with, with, with having uh, moisture around that area when... when when you're having, you know, when you're playing around that area, it's so important that there's, that it's moist. And, you know, how do young boys know that if, if they're not told it? And I haven't seen it written in any books that you have to make sure that that area of the clitoris is moist. You know, it, it just, of course, most, yeah, I went most to, guys um, have a good... Um, are you familiar with something called Mama Gina? The Mama no, Gina School no. of Womanly Arts. No. It's really kind of no, fascinating. No. It's it's a thing for women. Um, uh, so this is uh, there's a woman who calls herself Mama Gina, and she yeah. teaches things to women that nobody teaches them. Basically, that are some of the things that you you talk about. And I actually, when I was thinking, when I was reading your book. I, I kind of felt like you, you, you brought a combination of the things that I got from the men's weekend that I did and things that you might hear if you were a Mama Gina graduate. So I attended a, a, a men's panel. Actually, actually, I participated in a men's panel, but I also was invited to an event where I got to literally be several feet from a, a, a naked woman who mm-hmm. – um, uh, and they they went they gave a demonstration with a screen for those who were not two feet away, uh, and showed what was the demonstration? Not just the men Andrew? in the room, but the women in the room. A lot of the women didn't know 
uh, a lot of things the, what about What was the demonstration? Themselves. What was the actual it's a demonstration, demonstration of, um, of of a woman's uh, you know all of the parts of the woman's vaginal area, the, uh, the clitoris, and and also uh, I think I can't remember if she brought herself. She gave herself an orgasm. I think she might have masturbated herself, but I can't. I, I can't quite recall, or if I'm making that part up. But it was. It was quite a. <laughs> That's wishful thinking. <laughs> you don't know whether. It's my, I, I might have been having my own my own thoughts, but uh, it was quite a, a fascinating thing. And I remember that um, the average guy in the room, uh, you know, mostly it was like you know women invited men in their lives to come, uh, and I was very honored to to be there. But I, I, you know, I'm, I, I remember, uh, you know, I, I actually had somebody who literally taught me this uh, um, when I was a young man. Like, okay, here's this, and this is what you do when you do this, and yeah. this is what I expect. Because yeah. you have to learn yeah. how to do this if you want to be with somebody. So I yeah. was, I was, and was I that was somebody older this. than you, Andrew? Was that somebody uh, older? Yeah, about than five you? years older when yeah. I was in college. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, I'll be forever grateful. And uh, she, she uh, I always tell people I have, I'm, very, I'm trained and, in certain and things. And do you know what? But, uh, that is what I've heard yeah. before. Exactly what you're saying there. I've heard other men say that um, they believe that they're good lovers because they had somebody who was older than them teach them and, you know, give them time and, and kind of show them the way. But not all mm-hmm. men are that fortunate. In fact, many men maybe aren't that fortunate. So they need some other kind of guidance when they don't have that. I mean, I think that Mama Gina you're talking about sounds like a fantastic place. Um, but again, there's there's the much softer parts because it's not just about sex. It's, uh, you know, Andrew, sex is just a small part of it because... It, like I write in my book, foreplay doesn't just happen before sex. Foreplay should be going on all the time. You know, it could be just when your wife is standing in the kitchen washing up or cooking that you go over and you put your arms around her waist or, you know, kiss her on the neck or, you know, when you're out walking, you take her hand, you know, and hold her hand when you're walking. Women want all these things. They love that because you're showing them you mm-hmm. care about her. And and that and if you do those things, when you do go to bed, it's much easier to get your wife or your girlfriend to want to have sex with you if you if you do those things to her during the day. And a lovely text message saying, I can't wait to get home to you tonight or, you know, whatever it is, whatever you... You know, you you get your kicks from or whatever you enjoy or whatever you know your girlfriend or your wife enjoys. Try and figure that out. Try and mm-hmm. understand what is needed for your wife because everybody is. We have some general things that go again. You know, women, we we have our orgasms through either having sex or having our clitoris played with or with a vibrator or some kind of sex toy. We know that, but the the way we then have uh, we climax depends of course on how we are treated and what happens so individually we have to understand our partner so we could think oh I've had lots of girl, girls in my time and I've been able to give most of them orgasms well you know it maybe it's not that difficult for you to give somebody an orgasm but giving somebody an orgasm and so they really really enjoy it so it's not mechanical it's not like this is what I do, but actually listening to her, listening to her breathing, listening to her reactions and following those, 
I think that's where a lot of men um, let themselves down. Mm. So with a book like yours, in particular, a young man can really um, have some advantages over the, over the shall, shall we say, the competition. Yeah, yes, definitely. And I think this is the kind of book uh, parents, mums and dads should be buying for their boys. I even think that it should be in colleges uh, that college guys of about 15 and 16 and up should be, be just should be given this book because it does give them an understanding about females and a head start and it gives maybe opening up because there's a lot of material out there you can go and find this and that and if you go online but you can find one person says this thing and one person says that and I'm not saying what I write everything is right in there I'm not saying that but what I am saying is from experience from listening and from hearing what goes on I believe that this is the way forward to at least give things a better chance of working out there could be loads of other things. I mean, we haven't even touched on on um, on you know boys and their insecurities because girls, women, females, we we have loads of insecurities and we don't really address men's insecurities that much, Andrew. But mm. you know, I I was in reading. I've tried to find some information about cock sizes, so for example, and. And I don't know if you know this, but I went in and found out that only 35% of men think that their cock size is sufficient. That means there's 65% of the men that don't think they have a big enough size cock. Now, that's dreadful. Because, in fairness, uh, an, an an average size cock is about three and a half inches and when it's erect it it reaches about 5.1 inch and that is Mm. an average size and over 80 percent of men have that size so and again maybe that information is there's not enough talk about it to make these men understand it they shouldn't think that they've got a problem because they only have three and a half inches or five inches when they're erect because, and again, yeah, you know, and if you're about, a man and you watch pornography, you're definitely going to think there's something wrong with you. Exactly, and and again, statistics say that young boys of 13, 14, 15, and 16 are watching porn. Are watching porn maybe once or twice a week, and we we've in in the UK we heard about a lot of young boys, 13 to 15, 16 years old, taking Viagra to try and match the porn they were watching because they could see the the guys were laughing and they had big cocks and they were giving it their all for half an hour or whatever it is. And, 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 you know, reality, it's not like that. And again, it's about self-control. Again, it's about teaching, learning what what to do. I, I think I put it in my book, you know, if you, if you feel that you're going to be, uh, climaxing too soon or too early, think about something else. Think about football. <laughs> think about, you know, um, again, it's about understanding those things and, sure. and and we're not getting that information out to them. So again, if there's anybody out there that thinks that they've just got, a, they've got 
their cock size is not sufficient, you know, measure, measure it. <laughs> measure because, it. Yeah. With, and I think many with men your like giant ruler. Measured. Yeah, yeah. That's why I have the you know the uh, the mirror above my ceiling uh, with the little sign that says you know objects may appear bigger (laughs) than actual size. But um, that's an old joke that I borrowed from Gary Shandling. We just sit down to our two minute warning, Uh, so I'm going to give you an opportunity now to uh, to let everybody know where they can find you, how to get 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 a hold of the book, etc. Well, um, Amazon. It's on Amazon. And it's on Create Space, and and I, I'd like to say that if anybody has any questions for me, or if they'd like to tell me something, you know, I'll gladly answer any questions. So they're more than welcome to contact me. They can they can go on your website and they can find my website. They can click on the link and they can uh, they can send me an email through my website. I'll gladly answer any questions anybody has. Um, like I said, I'm Wonderful. here promoting my book, and I wanna okay. I, I want the message to get out there. I think it's a very important message because I want to see people staying together. I want to I want to I want I want to do my bit. So Maxine, uh, we have we're down to our like 60 second uh, drop down. So I would like to uh, take the time now to thank you very much for being with me in my first show of 2017. My guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, mostly people listening to this in the future, was Maxine Albright, the author of Relationships in a Nutshell, a book for guys. And you can find the links on my site and uh, right on here on the page. And I hope you all get it, buy the book, or get the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the version that you can watch on, on your iPad. Uh, again, thank you, Maxine, for being with me. And we will be back here very soon on Coach's Corner on Block Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andrew. It was a pleasure being on your show, and I hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you. You sure will. Good night. Good night.